a Lifetime original podcast. We are gathered here today, and this food, these pralines look beautiful, and, and we would not have them without the sacrifice and blessings of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wow, and okay. The, these mashed potatoes are whipped to perfection, and I wish the Virgin Mary could be here to taste them <laughs> for herself. And you know who I'm glad isn't here? Judas, that traitor. But everyone else here may us join hands and feel the love and spirituality that courses through our blood that has been given to us by the powers above. Amen. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> I love a Lifetime movie. This whole movie is a slathering of cocoa butter. All right. Park the Herald Angels sing. Naomi liked a Christmas joint. I can't stand a nosy ass child. Do I buy Samurai Hibachi to come to my home? That's some New Orleans witchery. I'm not drunk, but everything I'm saying sounds crazy. She sound like a black Dumbledore, and I need to write this children's movie. <laughs> you know how you were saying um, you were starting to feel like you wanted to belong somewhere? Do you think you could want to belong here, like in New Orleans? Maybe. Yeah? I just, I don't know how to do that. Well, my grandma always says that if you want to do anything, you need to practice. Yes, I, I heard. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am Megan Gailey, the ghost of Christmas past, and I am joined by the, the begrudging ghost of Christmas present, Naomi Ekparrigan. Look, Megan, you know I got a lot going on, okay? And you coming in here calling me begrudging, okay? Don't you be this white girl who tell this black lady that she needs to smile, because I'm coming to you. I don't care if you wear a Christmas red sweater for today's movie. It's very perfect. I know. Well, I've been feeling bad too because I've really been telling my baby to smile too. I'm I'm a <laughs> I'm a Brooklyn construction worker. Smile. <laughs> you look so pretty when you smile. Okay. So we are in full holiday mode over here. Despite, yes. despite it only being November 4th. Uh -huh. It is November 4th, and we are now on our second holiday film. And I need to let you know that as we record this, there's some knocking and bumping and crazy noises happening at my house because our Christmas lights are going up right now. Shut up. And when you say going up, are you telling me it's like professionally set up? There's three men here. Oh my God. <laughs> Megan, have you always done this? No. And I would say I've lost control, but I never had control of this household to begin with. This is a <laughs> CJ Toledano joint. He, he had someone come yesterday to give a consultation. And I, I see the little receipt and it is a Santa surfing. And I go, oh boy, we're in trouble. And so he goes, they're coming at 8.30 tomorrow morning. Oh like, my what? God. I go, CJ, it's not even election day. <laughs> when I tell you this man has not voted, yet, but he has our lights up. Right. Now, he's got his priorities all out of whack. <laughs> was he always a Christmas person like this? I mean, you guys in general do see, you know, same way with sports. I think there's a very decorative element to it, right? Like, he's got the jerseys. He's got the shoes. He is, you know, his passion is wearable. Has he always been this way about Christmas? He loves to spend money. <laughs> he loves to spend money on things that others uh -huh. would go, that's an exorbitant thing to spend money on. And CJ goes, well, then here I am to keep that economy afloat. <laughs> 
So, you know, I mean, he's doing his part. He's doing his part to battle inflation. And he's a he's a one man crew. But and then he's trying to like I because I'm having breakfast outside. I'm one of those people now where it's like when you see him on House Hunters, I could have my coffee out here. I'm doing that, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. No, nothing like the crisp air to get you up in the morning. And so he's chatting with them, which is usually my domain. Yeah. He's like. Because he's, I can hear him trying to justify it. He goes, are you guys getting really busy? And they're like, eh, yeah, I mean, like, not yet. <laughs> and, he, and then he turns to me, he goes, we're lucky we're getting this now. Or else there'd be no time. And it's like, what are you, what is going on? We don't have one picture hung in our home. <laughs> and then he was talking about candy canes along the driveway. No, no. Oh, my God, CJ. Oh, yeah. A scream man went down on the first, yeah. and he's already bought his inflatables. We got bows come in. I mean, we've wow. already bought our home alone at the L.A. Philharmonic. Like, he goes, Conrad, you don't have any Christmas PJs. I go, yes, he does. He has. <laughs> yes, he does. He like I named off like two things he already had. He goes, I think he needs some more. Oh. Uh, it's really. Wow. It's out of control. It's out of wow. control. Wow. I mean, the fact that this did begin at 8.30 in the morning and it is almost 11, I'm actually... They're still here. This is what I'm saying. That's insane to me. I mean, how intricate of a lighting design are we talking? You know, is this industrial light and magic? You've got George Lucas on the horn. What are you doing? I don't know. The, two of them I saw, they looked like they were in work gear. One was dressed as a Lifetime star because he had jeans and a button-down shirt on. And I go, he's getting on our roof. <laughs> and and it's a short sleeve button. So it's not like a Carhartt button down. Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's a short sleeve button down. He's there to oversee. He's overseeing. No, he's getting on the roof. We got what? Flamingo shirt on the roof. Oh, good Lord. Well, honestly, this intensity for Christmas does take us right into our movie very well. Because this is also a Christmas film set in a warm place that is still going hard for the holiday. All right? <laughs> And that movie is A New Orleans Noel. Ooh, it's a brand new joint, honey. This is as romantic and Christmas as they come. But I'll tell you this. I actually enjoy this one. Okay? Whoa. So. Park the Herald Angels sing. Naomi liked a Christmas joint. <laughs> that was really good, Megan. Thank you. That was really good. Weird Al Maggie. <laughs> so. This movie is about Grace and Anthony, who went to architecture school and butt heads on everything. But sparks start to fly after they're hired on the same project and end up celebrating Christmas together with Anthony's family in New Orleans. The movie stars Patti LaBelle and Keisha yes. Knight-Polium. Yes. And Anthony is played by Brad James, Keisha's real-life husband. That's her real-life husband? Yes! And, y'all, the best part, we will have Keisha and Brad chatting with us after the recap. So you know you got to stick around all the way wow. to the end. Can you imagine? Can you imagine that being a real life couple just adds a fun layer to it? It really of does. Of course. It feels so holiday and so fresh. I know. It's so warm. You know, we're like Mario Lopez is like, I'll have my wife play my enemy. He just <laughs> said, if I'm going to kiss anybody, it's going to be my man. Wow. And I said, I get it. Uh, okay, you guys, without further ado, let's get into it. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now, what? come on now. We start off a gorgeous montage of NOLA streets. I said, did they shoot on location? I. They must have. They must have been on location. It was, ugh, Naomi. We love New Orleans. Love it. Love it. It holds a special place in both of our hearts as the place where we shot our Comedy Central half hours. Isn't that right? We both did that. Yes. I love doing stand-up there. I think it's a great food town, a great music town. Now, I was watching this in in bed and CJ was next to me. And I go, we got to go back to New Orleans. And he said, I don't want to (laughs) go. He had one bad experience there. That was his own fault. I truly cannot get into it. And I go, did you like watching my half hour? He goes, yes. So that wasn't the bad experience. And then I go, come on, we got to go. And he goes, there's nothing there for me. And so I go, okay, fine. Then I'm going with Naomi. And he goes, a girl's trip to New Orleans sounds perfect for you. Oh my God. And now I'm cordially inviting you on a girl's trip to New Orleans with me. I'm in. I'm absolutely in. It is truly, truly one of my faves. I've been there four times, I think. The first time I went in 2005, I took a vampire walking tour. Mm -hmm. And as you know now, I host the interview with the Vampire Podcast. I mean, I'm obsessed. That's your vampire origin story. I'm obsessed with just like the drinking in the street. Mm -hmm. It was like so funny, though. We went for the half hour, and that was 2016. And Andy had never been to New Orleans. And he came with me and like, we're walking, you know. And so I was like, I got to show him the French Quarter. So we like walking around the French Quarter. And then like these two guys leaned up against the wall, like two young dudes. And they just kind of say really low, like, you want some weed? Yeah. You want some weed? <laughs> you know, and Andy, and Andy's that. like, you too. And then just keeps walking. <laughs> and I was like, what? And Andy, I was like, Andy, those men asked if we wanted some weed. And he goes, oh, I thought they said have a nice week. <laughs> and I was like, first of all, who has ever wished a total a stranger whole a whole week? A whole week. You get the day at most. And all of a sudden he was like, and he goes, you know, I thought it was just like that Southern hospitality. I was like, well, yeah, mm. some weed, I guess, is the hospitality, but uh, no one's offering you a nice week, Andrew. You know I would have bought the weed. <laughs> There's also that casino in New Orleans. Did you ever roll no. in there? Oh, no. gosh, I went there 75 sheets to the wind. But it's <laughs> it's got everything you need. And... This will come as no surprise to you. I have family there, and he lives in w- one of these gorgeous New Orleans-style homes, and, and he would love to entertain us. Really? Yes. Okay, I'm in. I'm very in. Okay, you guys, so that's what we're going to do. Get ready for that Instagram montage to come in, I don't know, a year and a half. It takes us forever to get it together. <laughs> okay? So once we've you know set our scene, we see an excited and stylish Grace played by Keisha Knight Pulliam, getting ready for the day, and her white roommate Alexis hands her coffee. Now, I'm going to say white roommate Alexis is one of the funnest whites we've really seen yeah. in a black movie. But sometimes you get the one white, and usually, sometimes they're like, I'll tell you what you should do. You know, like, kind of like the nerdy one or the one who's like mm-hmm. trying to like get the character, what's the, the grounding friend, if you will. Yes, because usually if there's a fun friend of a different race, it's Asian. <laughs> You know, if we've got a white girl, she'll have a fun black friend. Right. But if we've got a, a black lead, she'll usually have a fun Asian friend. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. this time they said, we'll give you a fun white friend. And she's got really cool hair. She loves the holidays. And she loves is just it. here to support Grace and also try and 
bring Grace a little bit out of her comfort zone, too. Well, she's also because also the thing about Alexa, I will say, is fun. She is Jewish. And I feel like we never hear the J word in a Lifetime movie. No. No one's ever Jewish. They're just generic white. And so she is like, I'm Jewish, but obsessed with Christmas. Highly relatable, especially if you live in a place like New Orleans. But, you know, Grace is a holiday loner. And Alexis is like, let's turn up. Listen mm-hmm. to this. Hey. You're coming to my Hanukkah party, right? It's the Friday before Christmas. Hanukkah? Uh-huh. Are you in? You know, I I may have to work. <sighs> Classic Grace Hill brush off. I know it well. Everyone is not a social butterfly like you. Okay, well, it's kind of at the house, so you may not have a choice. Are you but serious? Sorry. <laughs> Okay, but then at the end of this, Alexa says the party is at their house. Yes. And I was like, rude. This is why I hate roommates. <laughs> but I'm like, where else would it be? Where, like, I'm throwing a party. Unless she's designated, it's going to be at Galatoire's, a restaurant we'll go to. <laughs> then it's at their house. So Grace is in New Orleans doing a job. She is an architect. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. Architect is only a job that exists in fictional films. Don't know an architect, never met an architect, never going to. And in this one, we've got two. So Grace is an architect. She is going to be designing for a New Orleans icon, the first Black woman to own her own confectionery company, Miss Loretta Brown, played by legendary Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle, baby. Miss Patty. Miss Patty up in here. The moment they said it was like Loretta Brown's house, I said, that's Patty LaBelle. Okay. You telling me this is an icon? Patty LaBelle. Yeah. Patty ain't playing no regular person, okay? No. And Loretta's famous for her pralines. That's her big claim to fame. And of course, they make they say pralines about 5,000 times in the movie. So that's how I know. I know. That's how you say it. Praline. Naomi, can I give a little piece of Indianapolis history? Well, sure. The first female black millionaire is from Indianapolis. Really? Madam C.J. Walker. Oh, yes, I know Madam C.J. Yes. Walker. She said, let's lay this hair down. Yes. And so she was the first black female millionaire. And Madam C.J. Walker Theater is in Indianapolis. We used to go there on field trips all the time. She is obviously beloved. I think there was a show or a movie. I did not see it. But you know who would have made a great Madam C.J. Walker? The woman I love. Danielle from Orange. Yes. Yes, Orange is a New Black. Brooks. Yep, yep, yep. Oh my God, I'm like using her wedding dress as my inspo right now. So I'm trying wow. to do like, I mean, like, look, I would have I've loved, seen her wedding and it was pretty. It was, that dress was gorgeous. Of course, that's like a dress that you need like to probably a year and a half to get made and, you know, $5 million. But I'm really trying to evoke, I'm trying to evoke some Danielle Brooks wedding dress vibes. No, it's good to have a Pinterest. And she just seems really fun and cool. She hosts this really funny um, Netflix, like, design show right now where they have to redo a house in 12 hours. And I'm like, that's too short. (laughs) Like, that's not going to work. Which brings me back to this film, which seemingly this house needs to be done before Christmas. And I'm like, well, that's not (laughs) enough time. It's not before Christmas. It's like they're using Christmas, but it does. But it, but but when you say that, because I was, I was like, what is the timeline? She's just there to like get it going. Because this is the other thing too. It's like nobody starts jobs on Christmas. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is not the time. We were talking about this. The holidays are too busy. This is not the time you start a new project. You got everybody coming through your house, and then you're gonna have an architect on site measuring. No, no. Save it for January 3rd. And in LA, you know we shut down. So someone tweeted the other day, it's already, let's circle back after the holidays time. <laughs> like, <laughs> Naomi and I, we're on deadline. We're trying to get projects through. We've got things we're working on. And ooh, we're going to be hard pressed to get anyone on the phone via email, Zoom, FaceTime. It's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. But then when they need us, 
Oh, we come running. Oh, you gotta be a veil. You gotta be a veil. So after this little conversation, Grace spots a fine man and she like makes Alexis hide with her behind a giant Christmas tree. And we learn this guy, he's Anthony. He's a dude Grace had a crush on in college but, and they were friends, but like nothing ever happened, right? So mm-hmm. that to me is always what like gives you an option. If you didn't have like a tumultuous relationship or it didn't crash and burn, it's like easier to make something happen later. Do you know what I mean? Yes, it's like, it, it's CJ and I, friends, and nothing happened until something happened. Exactly. It's like, and next thing you know, you got a baby. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's the vibe for Christmas. That's a good sign for a Christmas movie, okay? He's a longtime crush. We need that set up. There's a foundation. Yes. But also she was like, you know, we we always butt heads, right? So it was like, yes. you know, they're, you know, it's a real opposite to tract. You know, she's a real MC scat cat. Grace gets to Loretta's house and it's a beautiful classic New Orleans home. And she's like looking around the exterior and who steps out of the house but Anthony, the hot guy she avoided just minutes before. Come on, guys. Okay. And even I was shocked. (laughs) Even though I know it's a Lifetime movie and they don't have time to introduce us to people who don't matter. (laughs) No. So we find out that Loretta Brown is Anthony's grandmother. And it seems as though Loretta Brown, Patty LaBelle, has hired both of them. And this is a classic setup by a grandmother. Yep. 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 She wants them both to find love. Why she's so invested in Grace, I have yet to know for the rest of the movie. But she is. Right. Because that's the thing. We don't get a sense that she even knew who Grace was in the past. But then I'm like, she's Patty. She knows. She knows. She knows. Also, y'all. The whole time, honey, Loretta is giving us this, like, really cute blunt bob with a bang and cobalt blue nails. Cobalt blue. Like, long... Long cobalt. Point, like, could, you know, slit mail open. I say you ain't baking nothing. You ain't baking nothing with them nails. You're overseeing at this point, Loretta. She's overseeing. She owns her own confectionery. Yeah. Yeah, she's got her company. So she has hired her grandson and then... Another person. And I said, if my grandparents, all of them deceased, rest in peace, love them all. Even my grandfather's second wife, who we did not love. She's also died now. Oh, boy. If my grandparents hired someone else to do a job in the house that I also do, I'm pissed. Of course. Of course. And, you know, Anthony is like, really, he's trying to be contained. Anthony's whole vibe, he is... He's got a little Jack and Jill. A Jack and Jill energy, bougie black man who's very kind of, you know put together, right? Everything's kind of repressed. You never see him ruffled. You never see a hair out of place because he's bald. You don't see his emotions. You don't see any emotion, good or bad, really. He is a turtleneck turned into a man. (laughs) But it's just funny because he's trying to play it cool. But then him and Grace, you know, start walking around the house. They immediately clash on style. Grace is into the traditional. Anthony likes the modern, which is very much like what that kind of guy would like. You know what I mean? Like sleek lines, art angles. Concrete. And he does feel some kind of way that his grandma just brought this other person. And I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. And Grace is literally, she like, I was hired to do a job and I'm going to do it. Grace. I just... Okay, listen, Anthony, why don't we pick this up tomorrow? I'm going to give you a little bit of time to get your mind right. That's the door, right? I'll be there. going this way. And I said, now this is a black movie. This is a movie written by a black person. Because no one has ever said in the history of a Lifetime movie, get your mind right. <laughs> And I said, this is it. This is it. I'm in. I'm in. Okay, so other couple little tidbits. Some of them come to fruition. Some of them don't really need to. Yeah. Anthony has this whole idea of modernizing the shop. 
And they call it the shop. That's the confectionery. Yeah. Loretta's. Where where all of the praline, and we are saying it differently than you want to be hearing it, but it is right. how they say it in the film. Exactly. In the South. Alexis, the fun Jewish white girlfriend, is like, here we say it praline. It is interesting. No one in this movie does have a New Orleans accent. Not Orleans. <laughs> they all sound north of the Mason-Dixon, and I go, whatever, who cares? So <laughs> Anthony also wants to modernize the shop, and we get this sort of through line of don't forget the past. Don't Come on. forget family. Come on. Don't forget where we came from. Classic Christmas message, all right? The Christmas, lifetime Christmas loves the past, all right? Mm-hmm. A man and a woman must fall in love. This is our history. This is tradition. Also, Anthony is supposed to pick up someone from the airport named Charlene. Now, Naomi, have you ever known a Charlene? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, I have known a Charlene, and we went to high school together, and Charlene was a gal who used to buy White Castle crepe cases, bring them to (laughs) class, and then sell them for a dollar each. And I said, if that's not an entrepreneur, I don't know what is. Right? Okay, Charlene knows what's up. Miss Charlene, head of the class. Hello. <laughs> head of the class. She wasn't, but she should have been. <laughs> she should have been. She should have been. She's a millionaire now. And I just had to, at 7.30 a.m., sit in White Castle stench while I tried to learn Spanish. And guess what? No hablo. Okay? I didn't learn any. <laughs> I've never, like, something was always off about the White Castle meat to me. Of course. It just tasted weak. But, like, I mean, like, all fast food is, like, you know, sketchy, but there was something specifically about that White Castle, whatever they was doing combination-wise, where I was like, I know this ain't meat, or this don't taste like meat from an animal I know. Yeah, it's just something that, like, if you want it, you want it, you know? Of course. It's really that drunk. But when they started selling it at the grocery store, it's mm-hmm. like, who's buying that? Right. And I say that as someone who has bought the Benny Hanna's meals at the grocery store. Well, you love Benny. You love Benny. They are not good. Yeah, of course. Not of course. Good. You know, I think for my birthday, and I'm going to say this on the pod so you hold me to it. I think for my birthday, I'm going to hire a hibachi chef to come to the house and throw a little backyard Benny Hanna. <gasps> okay. Megan. <Okay>. <laughs> Megan. Yes, yes. That's how you pop off. (laughs) That's how you celebrate. Yes, I've been following this account um, for quite a while, (laughs) just like lurking. Like, do I buy Samurai Hibachi to come to my home? (laughs) Yeah, you can tell my family's white trash because whenever would someone be like, what would you buy if you won the lottery? We're all like, a Hibachi grill. And then they're like, what would you cook? We go, and we buy a Hibachi person to cook on it. You know, like, it's like we have it all planned out. Oh, my but God. I know hibachi isn't a person. I mean, a hibachi chef. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so when Grace leaves to tell Anthony to get his mind right, she basically starts walking around New Orleans. She's, you know, trying to get inspo. What's the vibe she wants for this house? Because it's basically, it's a nice house. Nothing's wrong with it. It's gorgeous. It's just about, I guess, kind of bringing it into, yeah, it's dated. Bring it into the present, right? And so Grace is looking around. We're really getting, we're really making use of the locations shoot, okay? This feels good. Because, you know, you know, look, you know when you're in Vancouver. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. know when you're in Oklahoma. Here they said, we'll spare no expense. It's Keisha Knight, Pulliam, and Patty LaBelle. And Grace is sitting on a bench sketching. And then this cute little black girl just comes up behind her and, like, comments on her drawing. And she's like, this is not good. And then it turns out that, that the little girl is Jordan, Loretta's great-granddaughter, and Anthony's niece. So basically, she just comes up in there, and then 
surprisingly, Grace is like, well, not surprisingly, because it's a Christmas movie, mm-hmm. that Grace is like, well, why don't you come sit down and draw with me? You know, in no. real life, it's like, don't come. Cheer, I can't stand a nosy-ass child. <laughs> Ain't nothing I hate more. Do you know, Megan, I can't take a nosy-ass child, okay? And it's like, it turns out little Jordan is very precocious, and you know, a precocious child is very common in a Christmas movie, because yes. like the child brings people together. Yes. But So, like, Jordan is basically like, Can you come to lunch, Grace? Oh. That's a great idea, Jordan. Grace, I made a sweet potato pie with a praline topping. Can't even get one of those in my shop. Family only, honey. I, I, I'd hate to intrude. Well, Grandma always says that family is who you choose. If you pick us, then you can come. But it's like, Jordan, you don't know her. She a lady on a bench. This is how you're going to get taken, okay? That's the thing. It's like Jordan's loose in the the streets. So it's like she walks up, not with Anthony, not with Loretta, on her own. And they all come from different directions. Like, Jordan comes up from behind the bench. Anthony comes from, it's St. Louis, St. Louis Cathedral. Yep. That really pretty square. And then Loretta comes from uh, east of there. And I'm like, (laughs) what what was the family doing? I, I, it's dangerous. Like it's there's a there's a very thin line between cute and intrusive, mm-hmm. and it also can be dangerous. You can't exactly. be the kid that's like nick, 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 nick. exactly. But also, I think you can be so annoying as a kid that you won't get taken. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Kidnappers like this kid gonna be too much work. He's gonna talk a lot. He's gonna want too many snacks. Well, this is the thing. This Jordan, I said Jordan too forward. I don't like it. And this happened to me one time. I was on the airplane, honey. I was sitting there and a young black girl was sitting next to me and they placed her. I think they placed her next to me purposefully. You know, sometimes when kids travel alone, they'll kind of make sure that the kid oh, is. She was not- alone alone. Yes. She was. Okay. Tra- but she would have been like, let's say like if I'm in my late twenties, she might have been 14. So she, you you were playing auntie to her. Yeah, I think they just kind of put, but like nothing, I didn't have to do anything. She wasn't a baby. She didn't need anything. But I'm sitting there reading, I'm reading my magazine and I get the sense that she is looking over my shoulder. You know what I mean? Like at the time, but it's like, okay, whatever. She bored, who cares, right? This is a pre-Candy Crush world. And she looking over my shoulder and then I go to turn the page and she stopped me. She put her child hand on my hand and said, uh, hold up, hold up, I'm not finished. No. And I'm still mad about it to this day, you can tell. That is so I was wild. So baffled. I had never had that happen to me in all my life. And not happened since. What were you reading? I don't know. Like a people magazine? Nothing like riveting. Like you could no. definitely miss the last two sentences <laughs> and, and put the pieces together. She stopped me and I was like, uh like I literally like I was so stunned. And then and then literally I was like, you done now? <laughs> After like oh, 15 my, seconds. I, mean, I said, you know what? Somebody take this child. I can't, I can't with her. She out here just stopping me from what I'm doing. It's like you could, you know what you should do when you're in that situation. Be like, can I read that when you're done? Okay. So it's a crazy thing to do, like what what she did, but also I'm like, she's gonna be okay in this world. <laughs> you know, like she's got her head on right. She knows what to ask for what she wants. She asked for what she wants. Well, this is what's funny, right? Like when people are really, because we do live in a world, I think where it's all, a you know, propriety is so important because it's a really good way of keeping people under control. When people say what they want, people who are direct usually get what they want because it is so surprising. Do you know what I mean? It's like, so like, you're like, oh, okay, I guess. You the know what I mean? The squeaky wheel. The squeaky, the squeaky wheel gets wheel. the oil. Because it's not like I'm going to go, no, I'm turning the page. You know You're what I mean? so caught off guard. Yeah, I know. Exactly. And I'm like, that's smart. I had a neighbor. I was walking. This is my crazy neighbor two houses ago. Go, what's your Wi-Fi password? And I gave it to him because I was truly <laughs> like, he must need it. 
He must have some order to get it from me. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. my God. You're you're on your heels. So you it's, go, okay. Yes, exactly. You're like, sure. So Jordan, who I've decided is too forward, she and Grace, though, they like instantly become buddy-buddy. And then they start mm-hmm. walking. You know, the whole crew's now walking. And Grace and Jordan are up ahead. And Grandma Loretta slash Miss Patty, that's what I call her in my notes and in my head, she talks to Anthony. And we basically have our Christmas setup. Listen to this. You know, some people might say it's fate, her being here today. Yeah. Some people might say she's got a very good guidebook. You'll never get your work done talking like that. If you keep sniping at her, she's going to leave. So I think you should try another approach. Okay, well, what approach do you suggest, Grandma? Opening your pretty heart. Big talk coming from a woman who's been single for 25 years. I knew you'd just go there. Let me say something to you. I've been working for 30 years, taking care of my business and my family on my own. Come on, Grandma, you know I didn't mean it like that. Okay, let me tell you what we can do. If you open your heart, I'll open mine. But it's your move first, boo. Okay, we have two generations of romance taking place, okay? And here's my first question, though. Who is good enough for Loretta Brown, the Praline Queen? That's my question. I said Loretta is the top of the heap. Okay. I'm thinking some sort of like retired saints player, <laughs> someone who is maybe like a preacher in New Orleans, a, a high ranking official, someone who saved New Orleans from Katrina. I think I think we could find a man there that would be worthy of her. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I'm immediately like, not that I don't think Miss Loretta should find love. I'm like, Miss Loretta cannot settle. You know what I'm saying? That's no, how I feel about course. that. Of course. So, you know, after that combo with Grandma, Anthony apologizes to Grace. They're like, let's have a fresh start. And then we learn that Anthony's been keeping tabs on Grace on mm-hmm. social media, which I'm like, of okay, course. he loves her. Okay, yes. he's, he's in love. But so, like, if you're keeping tabs on someone on social media 10 years later, you either love them or hate them. <laughs> because it's like, there's so many people I hate that I keep tabs on. I call it a wellness check. Mm, you know, I have okay. exes and I go, well, I got to go do a wellness check on them. And that's just me looking at their Instagram intermittently. Oh, that's interesting. You know, I do not do it. Every now and then the thought will cross my mind about, you know, someone from the past. But when it's like a real fraught, like somebody I really don't like, or it's like I don't want to see them well. It'll make me mad. You know what I mean? Because like, I just feel like there's so many people in this life who f- around but never find out. And that upsets me. Yeah. But it like, upsets me. There's no way you have an enemy that's doing better than you. You're doing better than all of them. So do you ever look at your own Instagram to put yourself in their shoes and go, I hope they're sad? Well, honey, you know I did pin that picture of me on the red carpet at me time. Yeah. You know, I pinned it. Yeah. We had to pin mm-hmm. it just so that if you were really kind of check on me, that's top of the line, yeah. top of the line, just see me just in an ensemble, you know? Okay, smart. Smart, smart, smart. <laughs> Christmas, you know? <laughs> Christmas, Christmas. So, you know, this, we also, in this moment, first of all, they're on a New Orleans streetcar, okay? Again, we are really using the environment, okay? We are setting the scene. And basically, another, what I call a Christmas crux, okay? Which is that Anthony's like, you travel so much for work. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder if you'll just up and leave. And then Grace is like, seeing you with your family makes me reconsider all the travel, right? It's so good to see a family. And I said, Christmas crux. Always, someone's got to learn to settle down. Yeah. Someone's got to learn to settle down. I will say the only reason why I buy it a bit more in this context is because basically what we learn is Grace lost her parents in an accident. A tragic accident, obviously. Yes. And so it seems as, you know, and so since then she has been. She's searching. Exactly. She's on her own. She's a loner. I think it's part of why she's not a big, you know, she just 
she doesn't have what she used to have. And I think she's Ugh. still grappling with that, which at least makes me feel a little more. But it's like, I'm like, honey, you, you just had, you just walked around with this family for like a meal. Calm down. Right. But this family is taking her in. Yeah, and, they're very lovely. And I guess lovely. you bringing up the parents thing, because I did question it throughout the movie of like, why do they love Grace so much? Because they get back to the house and Anthony's mom is like, and she giggles a lot. Like she <laughs> giggles more than she has lines. And that's great for a Christmas movie. We do need, and it's one of those sort of like Mrs. Claus giggles. Like it's yeah, like high yeah, pitch. Yeah. It's very soothing. It's not annoying in any way because I don't find women's voices annoying. I find them to be lovely. <laughs> and so it's fun. It feels like a little like bell ringing. Almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get back to the house. They ask Patty, Miss Patty, puts Grace on the spot and asks Grace to say Grace for the whole family. Honey, and first of all, I said saying Grace in a religious family is an audition. Okay, that's, I think that is rude. I think that is harsh to put anyone on the spot to say Grace. Also, before that even happens, I really was relating to Grace because as they walk up to the house, she like hears that a bunch of people are there, right? Like the lunch mm -hmm. is not just going to be her, Jordan, Anthony, and grandma. It's like all these other people. And so she like hears all the loud noises of people gathering. And she's like, I don't know. And honestly, yeah. I relate. I said, don't invite me to your house if it's going to mean like come hang out at the house. Cannot be come hang out and have to talk to like 10 people. Don't. That ain't it for me. That's not what a hangout at the house is. And when people do that shit, I get real bad. Sometimes I get like nervous before I go to park. I get like butterflies in my stomach of like, who am I going to mess anything up? Who's going to be there? What am I going to say? Like I get, I get that nervous tummy. Now, Naomi, I think since you and I make our living as public speakers, someone puts us on the spot to say grace, we can say grace. And I'm not even religious. Well, that's my thing. I, I think I couldn't do it. You might be able to do it, but I think because I'm not religious, I like, but I kind of been religious. It's like, dear God, thank you for food. Like, I can't even say it and make it sound like I care is the problem. Dearly beloved, okay? <laughs> we are gathered here today. And this food, these pralines look beautiful. And, and we would not have them without the sacrifice and blessings of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wow, and okay. The these mashed potatoes are whipped to perfection, and I wish the Virgin Mary could be here to taste them <laughs> for herself. And you know who I'm glad isn't here? Judas, that traitor. But everyone else here may us join hands and feel the love and spirituality that courses through our blood that has been given to us by the powers above. Amen. Enjoy. <laughs> That was so good. <laughs> that was so good. I'm so glad that has been recorded because I'm going to just play that <laughs> if I'm ever called to say grace. I'm just going to cue up this part of the pod and just have this go and just mouth along to it to make it look like I did it. Oh, boy. You think, I mean, that's truly Irish Catholic because it's like I definitely missed some references. Like, it's like, I, my family, we were in church, but we were leaving way early. We'd go and hear my dad sing and then my mom go, we got to go. Oh, my God. Shout out to Knucklehead, my favorite band. Your <laughs> <laughs> dad singing. So, you know, Grace can't do what Megan just did. No. All right. So instead, Grace fakes a work call and literally leaves the house entirely. Oh, I am um so sorry. I really have to take this call. Is it... No worries. Yeah, um, we'll be fine. Go ahead and take your call. Thank you. Doesn't even eat the food. Doesn't even eat. She just literally leaves, texts Anthony, and is like, sorry. I hate this. You hate it because you don't like when people bail on food. Right. And I just feel like you have been employed by this woman. This is a work event, and you need to suck it up. Yeah. 
This yeah. is like your, this is your bag, honey. This is your job. Her name is Grace. She should be able to say it. Grace, you know. Okay, so then we cut to Miss Loretta's shop and an older gentleman comes in. His name is Marcel and he is the dad from Sister, sister. Shout out to Tim Reed, baby. Okay, we are getting these black icons in this movie. I showed him to CJ and CJ goes, I love that actor. (laughs) He really is like seeing him. Now, when you saw him and realized that this was going to be Loretta's love interest, because listen to this. My family's having a big party on the 23rd. You should come. Pass a good time with some good people. I would be honored. Good. Then it's a date. A date. Don't get it twisted, honey. I'm a little rusty, but yes, a date. <laughs> I have one question. Mm-hmm. Will there be any gumbo at this party? I have been craving me some gumbo. Oh, there'll be gumbo. Last night I started my test batch and it's currently sitting on my stove for taste testing. That's so. Mm-hmm. It is. If you like, you can come over and give it a try. Wait a minute. Are you inviting me on our second date? Before we have the first date? Let's take it one date at a time. Okay. Okay, Okay, so that's Loretta's love interest. (laughs) Did you say Marcel from Sister Sister, he is good enough for Loretta? Look, I knew he was going to be the boo, but I don't know enough about Marcel. Because basically we just know, again, we get the sense, similar to Grace and Anthony, Marcel and Loretta go way back. Mm -hmm. They know each other from back in the day. But we don't exactly know what he did. Like, part of me is like, Marcel, you just showed up in New Orleans and are just kind of hanging out. It's like, he gives me musician vibes. Do you know wow. what I mean? Like, he's like a, like a tour. He's him a guy who was like in a jazz band for 40 years. He wears a giant door knocker size Florida Lee necklace. Uh-huh, like, uh-huh, when I first saw course. him, I was like, is that a religious emblem that he's wearing? Like, that a pope would wear. But no, it's just a... Flo- I, they really were like, he loves New Orleans. It's like, <laughs> we got it. We got the Florida Lee. It's clocked. What I imagine... So, Miss Loretta, her husband passed away. And I'm imagining Marcel is also a widower. And sure. that they were... Like, they all grew up together, knew each other, and now widow, widower. They're like, huh. But it is so funny how quickly that happens, right? Yes. Where at least... Because again, this is our B story, so we don't have that much time. So literally, they see each other, and it's like, let's take yes. it one date at a time. I said, okay, Patty. Patty uh, LaBelle said, I am too old to play these games. Right. Well, and the thing is, it's like, if you got to pop a pill to make it happen, then you got to know when it's going to happen, okay? <laughs> so she said, come over and try my gumbo. And I said, is that a sexual innuendo? Well, honey, it's about to be. It's about it, to be. Is that New Orleans foreplay? <laughs> So as this is happening, this relationship's popping off. Grace, is she's come to Loretta's shop to apologize for just walking out, which I was like, okay, thank God, try to save it, okay? And she's like practicing her apology. And then Anthony and niece Jordan walk up. Grace apologizes to Anthony and explains, you know, what happened with her parents and how it was actually just hard to be around a family because it made her think of everything that she lost. And then immediately is telling him, like, he shouldn't work so much. And it was like, okay. Grace, he is like supporting you and you've just, uh, you're being vulnerable. You do not have to now drag him. Yes, he is being very understanding. This is actually kind of steps on what we were saying about Anthony earlier that he's a little bit like buttoned up and cold because he he does end up throughout the film shaking off that and, and being very empathetic. Right, 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 right. And, you know, Anthony's got to have a little empathy in him because he's Loretta's grandson because Loretta is like, surprising to me, I said, if you walk out on Pallet Bell, 
you ain't walking back in again. Okay? In the real world. But Miss Loretta said, it's okay. I understand. Our door is always open. You know? Yes. And I said, Miss Loretta Brown, she is just taking care of everybody. I said, you're mm-hmm. out here running your own business. You got to take care of all the family. You're making gumbo for days. You're trying to get a man. And you helping out Grace. And and your hair and nails and outfit are um, um look better than anything I've ever put on my body. <laughs> I did love that she said she can tell Grace is lonely because of her eyes. And I said, damn. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's, <laughs> that's some magic. That's some New Orleans witchery. Okay. Yeah. It's like, Ooh, lonely eyes. I've definitely had lonely eyes. And see, at this point, I was like, maybe I do like Christmas movies when it's black people or maybe just Patti LaBelle. Because there's something about this movie that does work for me. Some of the Mm -hmm. tropes are just, I think just some of the tropes make a little more sense to me. This idea of like a black family being like, come sit down. You ain't got a house. Come sit down. Yeah, it feels really grounded and natural. I also think that it's nice to have a real location. Yeah. So in, in the sense when we're in fictional town that loves Christmas, it's like, oh, OK, but we're in New Orleans. When we go, if if you're in New York City, we know New York City shows up for Christmas, Amsterdam. Like if you I'm not saying we need to oh do God. an abroad film. Well, absolutely. That's what we're going to do. No, that's what we're going to yes. do. Our, our, our Life Jam movie will be set in Amsterdam. Yes. So you guys just like plan that budget accordingly. Okay, play that budget. So it it is nice to have like a, a touchstone. Yes. And because we love the city, I think that also is helping us feel that warm cocoa wash over us. Exactly. The cocoa butter. This whole movie is a <laughs> slathering of cocoa butter. All right. This movie did moisturize my skin. Okay. Also throughout all of this, honey, just so you guys know in the background, Anthony is trying to make his grandma's famous pralines. He is trying to learn the recipe, but the recipe is a secret recipe that nobody else knows but grandma. Okay, so just know that that's happening in the background, and that is supposed to be his attempt at showing he does respect the past. Uh, Honestly, for me, in terms of a character's activity, I don't love it. I don't love it. But pralines are constantly being discussed in the background. Anthony keeps trying to make them and they keep coming out terrible. Just know Mm -hmm. that, okay? Because that will pay off at the end, but that's all you need to know for right now, okay? Because after this moment, we get a classic show me your world, you know, sequence, which is basically where Anthony takes Grace and shows him his New Orleans. Yes. There's a holiday tradition called a jingle bell hop, which is sort of a scavenger hunt. And I'm just gonna let Anthony's mom explain it because like, I feel like it's, It would be way too complicated if I did it. Listen. All around downtown, locations are marked with the Jingle Bell Hop wreath. (laughs) And at each location, there is a challenge. And if you succeed in that challenge, you win a bell. (laughs) And the first team that returns here with the most bells wins. Okay, so what exactly does the winner get? Only the best prize of all, Hmm? bragging rights. Okay. Okay. Cute, so, cute, fun. Yes. And so this is how we get a montage of them having a nice time together. Yes, we definitely exactly. got this in Holiday in Santa Fe. It's like, yeah. I'll be your tour guide. Yes. And Grace did all of this in heels and not like a chunky heel, like a skinny heel. A skinny heel. And and I also see this. Like when I hear Jingle Bell Hop, I'm envisioning worst case scenario, which is like blacked out frat guys in Santa costumes, puking and showing their <laughs> balls. Like, you know, whenever it's like the, it, it's usually like a bar crawl of the worst ple- people you've ever seen in your life pretending they're Rudolph. This is like wholesome fun. They have like a crawfish boil. They're finding king cakes. They're like doing fun stuff that's not all about 
getting as drunk as possible. And so right. they are able to have like some laughs and some cute stuff with each other. And you see, right, the whole thing, I think it's a very cute way to just set up, look what a good team they make, right? Mm-hmm. Because of, you know they win, you guys. You know they end up winning yes. the Jingle Bell Hop. So come on. Grace says it's the most fun she's had ever, basically. And you're like, wow. Yeah, and it's like, okay, well, consider, I mean, woman, you've lived in London. It's like, what are you doing with your time? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah, it's fun, but the most? Okay, Grace. Okay, Grace. Dial it back. Okay. Meanwhile, Marcel and Loretta are hanging out at her house eating gumbo, reminiscing. Mm-hmm. And I hope they I hope they got busy before the gumbo. Because it's like, once you <laughs> eat gumbo, we've got s- multiple different kinds of meat in there. A lot of spices. That's going to be a tutti-frutti love making. Well, I said, honey, if I'm 65 and you make me do any sexual activity, I'm going to be mad, okay? My idea of a good time is eating some gumbo and sitting on the couch. And if we ain't doing that when I'm 65... That's going to be my idea of a date. Come eat some gumbo and let's sit down. 36. I'm struggling. <laughs> I, I got to have sex before we go out for the night. <laughs> or else it's not happening. And I get, know. Let me tell you, it's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> After they've had this magical day of Jingle Bell hopping, Anthony invites Grace to come to Jordan's Christmas pageant. Mm-hmm. And this is where I find, this is what I'm now calling my black Christmas theme, one of my Christmas themes, the same way in Miracle and Motor City. You know what I mean? You have these, like, non-bio children of the main characters acting as surrogates so that the romantic leads can play house. Yes, and go, wouldn't it be fun if we had a kid together? Exactly. Which I do, you know, they do that on Love Island. They give them a baby and they have to pretend to raise it. Mm -hmm. And so when they get to the pageant, like, the pageant's about to start, but Jordan is backstage. She's supposed to sing and kick it off. And she's, like, crying. She's very scared. She's scared to sing in front of everybody. She wishes her mom was there. Her mom, Charlene. Is deployed overseas. So that's, in, that's in, that. those are intense, like, emotions. And she's crying. Jordan's a really good actress. Oh, yeah. She is dressed as an angel. She is crying. Grace gives her a pep talk. And I'm like, she has her whole family there. And this woman she's met one time is the one consoling her. I know. <laughs> I know. I was like, where is Grandma Loretta? Also, where's her father? Her father, Christopher. We see him, but we never see him with his daughter. Right. I didn't even know that was her dad. I thought that was another uncle. Okay. So it it goes another step further because then Jordan goes out to sing and Grace is hiding behind a prop tree on stage. Doesn't even go out to watch. It's just, and she's like, sing. Sing and and she misses her cue and she sort of falters. Now I nannied for a girl who was playing Princess Fiona in Shrek the Musical at her school in Brooklyn, and I was so proud. We did a lot of you know. She obviously was going to her auditions, but then I was sort of like side prepping her too. <laughs> and when I went to see the play, the one of the matinees, she missed her cue and she did say to the piano, "Take it from the top." <laughs> and, and I said, "Yes, good for you." Yeah, 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 yeah. When a kid has that confidence. Mm-hmm. On a stage. And then she did great. So Jordan has this moment where it's like, and that's tough. That music comes in and it's hard. It's like you're jumping into the jump rope game. You're like, where do I? Amazing. Like, it's hard to find <laughs> the, the tone and where we're going. And then she's like, Grace, come here. And Grace just walks out from behind the tree and is now standing with the angel child on stage. <laughs> and then Grace just kind of like, hums along and lets Jordan sing it, which I thought was very good because it definitely mm-hmm. could have gone a different way where Grace just starts belting out a beautiful song and Jordan's just there. So she really right. just kind of was like standing next to her, just like helping her, you know, giving mm-hmm. her the confidence. She's like, does it. And, you know, Jordan's got a sweet voice 
I thought it might be, you know, what's very common is when a little black girl sings, she sounds like Aretha Franklin. You know what I mean? Like, it's like always like, I want it to be that little black girl. Like every movie, it was like a little black girl sings and she's just like, Aah! it happens you know? in Love Actually too. Yeah, always. Yes, absolutely. That little girl, a little black girl come out of nowhere. Is she out here American Idol? But yeah. not Jordan. <laughs> Jordan is, she is like a regular kid singing. Yes. Hark the herald angels sing. And then I was like, okay, but then why is she the opening number? Because I was like, is it because her great-grandma's an icon? But also, she doesn't seem to want to be doing it. So, like, why are we making children that don't want to sing sing? I was like, yeah. were there auditions? What was the process? Like, right. you know there's a girl who can't even sing, maybe can sing, who's like, I'll do it. I know, I know. Get them, get the precocious one. Because she's exactly. precocious, but in the sense of, like, what are you drawing? Exactly. Not in the sense of, like, all I want I for Christmas. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. Jordan is like, she wants to be like friends with the adults. Yeah. I kind of had that energy. Me too. I was yeah. kind of the same way, always. <laughs> so, you know, and obviously Anthony is watching this, you know, Grace there with his niece. And it's just like, you know, he's moved. He's having an emotional moment. And then later on, we have Anthony. Again, he's practicing these prawlings. He's made a new batch. He has, he has Loretta and his mom try them. And they're both like, disgusting okay and then they actually have to have a conversation with him on like how to be a person and this is to me like every man needs to sit down with a mom and a grandma and just be taught how to behave Oof. yeah listen to this as he's talking about his feelings for grace she says new orleans is growing on her but she's always moving then you need to give her a reason to stay reason to stay mm -hmm. you have to show people how you feel anthony you tell us all the time that you love us. But when was the last time you actually spent time with us? What she's trying to say, son, is that if you'd like her to feel like she belongs here, like she could stay, then you need to prove it to her. Okay, uh, now, I'm happy this conversation happened. I think it should have happened before the age of 32. Exactly. But, you know, like, I'm whispering it in Conrad's ears right now. Like, you need to listen. You need to... Right. Consent is not assumed <laughs> you need to use your words you need to show up yeah. for people your yes. actions you know like it's like literally and so you know anthony does take this to heart and he remembers something earlier him and grace were talking about family traditions and one of the things she and her parents used to do is they would make snow angels and so whenever you know at christmas time she likes to make a snow angel she thinks of them it gives her that warm and fuzzy now of course snow angel in new orleans pretty hard to do but cut to, honey, Anthony leading Grace to a surprise. He has put fake snow in the backyard. They're pearls. They're like what they're 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 actually white Mardi Gras beads. <laughs> Wait, are they? Yes. I thought you said I got fake snow. And he did, and they were white Mardi Gras beads. He and he goes, This was on a float last year during Mardi Gras. And so they're, <laughs> you know, titty beads. And I and that made me love it even more. Because uh -huh. I, I think fake I think snake fake snow is really bad for the environment because oh. it's like we have a drought. What's going on? And yeah. so he said, "How can I do this in a way that's green th too?" Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and what if I every I, I'm not drunk, but everything I'm saying sounds crazy. <laughs> so they make the snow angels in the pearls Mardi Gras beads, and I, this was a little triggering for me because when I filmed my half hour, it snowed in New Orleans. When was it? When did you shoot? It was December, December. 
like eight. Okay, so it was in December in New Orleans. And there was an ice storm. Oh, And no. my dad's flight got canceled, my brother's flight. It almost derailed the whole taping. I remember being like, there's not going to be anyone there because they shut down the highway. Oh, my so, God. So, yeah, it was one of those things where like half an inch of snow came, but it's a yeah. southern place. So it was like, ah, state of emergency. <laughs> <laughs> so what ended up happening? Did your was your family able to make it? They they didn't. So my dad Aww. and brother still came down, but they ended up missing the taping. Aww. But then they did get to come when I did Fallon, and so that okay. was nice. Okay, yeah. But sweet. I was like yeah. really sad because I mean you know you're doing of course thirty minutes in front of a like right. TV taping, but yeah, it's funny. Ours my taping was in June, but so of course not snow. But when I tell you, it was like. So humid. Oof. Literally, yeah. my hair lost its curl walking from the trailer into the theater. Oh my god! It was so because it was like it was literally like and then and then and I did the early shows. You know the seven and you know they have two tapings. You guys were telling you a peek behind the curtain. Okay. Yes. Two tapings, but you only get to do your set once. Literally, it's a one and done. You better pray they like you because that's it. But the nine p.m. show, so I told all that humidity. The audience has to stand outside and wait to come in. <gasps> they all got soaking wet. They were soaking. The rain came hard and quick for like an hour, maybe. That whole audience is soaking wet. Then they have to come into the theater and sit in there. And you know the theater's like blasting AC. So that 9 p.m. show, I forget who the two comics were. They're like, it was hard because those people were wet and cold. Oh, no. And they were like kind of (laughs) mad. And probably drunk because it is like that's what I remember before I walked out, they were yelling. I think it's what the saints yell who dat so that i just heard like who dat who dat but it's like i like sports so i'm like i'm gonna be it was just men screaming i go i got something for them (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna be just fine mama's taking the wheel oh my gosh so i guess back to the motion picture even though (laughs) megan i can just tell new orleans stories but we get okay after that tender moment of snow angels i thought we were gonna get our christmas kiss we don't they are really they are really holding out on us they are really making us wait for it not kiss not have sex no i guess they held hands they did hold hands but that's like when they were doing the jingle hop right come this way exactly i'm like i want more so but then after that we cut to alexis remember white roommate alexis is christmas party and this is like an outdoor holiday party. Everyone's in heels on grass. I, it's so funny the things you notice. You know I did not clock a, a thing. Except for the fact that, of course, people, I'm like, they're in the middle of New Orleans in the summertime and they have to wear, like, sweaters. Do you know yes. what I mean? I was like, they were wearing, like, like, sweaters. If you're going to be outside, the most you can have is a wedge. <laughs> you're falling in the grass. That's true. That's true. But while they're kind of prepping for the party, well, people are already there, but then... Grace is in the kitchen, like, quote unquote, helping, which is, you know, what you do when you don't want to socialize very much. I'm into that. That's me. If there's like a baby or a dog at a party, I go to them and it's like, this is my time. And it's like, technically, I'm at the party, but I'm not engaging with the human, you know. (laughs) But then Anthony shows up and he is he's got a gift and a boat and he's wearing a bow tie. He looks great. And I was like, he is so cute. His little bow tie. But the gift he's brought are some pralines he's made that he put in like a Grandma Loretta box because he basically wanted to see if anyone would, you know, yeah, would eat them. And then, of course, they're like, ew, these aren't very good. These aren't Loretta's. And at that point, I said to myself, I said, if the secret ingredient to these pralines is love, 
I'm going to be so annoyed. I'm going to be out. I'm going to be done with this movie. Yeah, the whole time I was thinking that, that that's what it was going to be. And then Alexis, a uh, white friend, introduces a fundraiser that makes zero sense. She's saying the company she works for is like giving a dollar for each letter they get to Santa. And I'm like, Santa's not real. Why would a company want to do this? And and I say Santa's not real. Someone who <laughs> believed in Santa like way later than they should have, especially for having older <laughs> siblings. Like I was like fifth grade. I'm like, he comes. Okay. Okay, <laughs> so I don't understand this fundraiser, but it, it's a great vehicle for us to get to the point where Anthony writes a letter to Santa that is him revealing his feelings for Grace. Listen to this. Dear Santa, this might sound like an unusual request, but there's only one thing on my list this year. One dream you could help me make come true. I'd like for this one woman to feel about me the way I felt about her since the first moment I laid eyes on her all those years ago in Dr. Karp's freshman lectures. Um, the way I felt about her since she walked into my life again a few days ago. All I want for Christmas this year is Grace Hill. All I want for Christmas is Grace Hill. Ugh, so sweet. We have got true feelings being revealed. On that, I think we need to take a break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Okay, we are back. Grace has just read Anthony's letter saying, all I want for Christmas is Grace Hill. All I want is for someone to say that about me. Oh my goodness. And she's like, is this real? And then yeah. she reveals her feelings to him. And then of course they're sitting under mistletoe, honey. And they finally kiss. But then at first, they instead of kissing their stop, because they see a second line. Right. Remember? But then they kiss real fast. And then they kiss real fast. But I'm like, God damn it. I need a kiss. Is this so funny? I'm like, why do I need a kiss so bad? I just got to see it. Because they're clearly like, it's just, it's also not how real life goes. Like, it's like <laughs> you kiss and then you find out if you like them. You yeah. don't like, like someone, like someone, like, like someone and then kiss. That's, yeah. that's not 2022, baby. You have sex and then you work backwards. <laughs> but this is the magic of Christmas. This is a yeah. nod to the past. I want to go in a second line. I know someone getting married in New Orleans this weekend. They're from there. And I was like, yeah. are you doing a second line? And they were like, you better believe it. I'm like, oh, that <laughs> seems fun. I want an umbrella and a tambourine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So while this is all going on, back at Loretta's shop, Marcel comes in. He's buying all these pralines. And mm -hmm. she's like, you do not need this many pralines. And he admits he's been buying them just to be close to Miss Loretta. Yeah. And then they kiss. Okay? Because Miss Loretta said, what we doing? You know what I mean? They're moving yeah. faster than the young people, as far as I'm concerned. Of course. They've got less time. <laughs> They're doing it. 
And so after this, we get to the Loretta Brown Christmas party. It is December 23rd. Okay. I go. She says I that. Go. It's her party. Me too. And Grace is really nervous because she's going to now meet like the whole family. It's going to be a whole big thing. Charlene's coming back from overseas. But you know, Grace is wearing a gold sequin jumpsuit, which speaks to my heart. It's such a beautiful outfit. I love a sequin. She looks amazing in it. She has a really cute clutch to go with it. But right before she leaves for the party, she finds out that this job she was waiting to hear about in Toronto, she got it. Of course. Of course, because we need something to tear our lovers apart. But it's like, who is hiring anyone on December 23rd? Okay, the office is shut down. I don't care what you're saying. I don't need them doing this to us. I don't need them doing this to us. But then also, because that annoyed me, because I was like, Toronto, leave her alone. No one wants to be in Toronto when they can be in New Orleans. No offense, Toronto. I love Toronto, too. It's Cuba, honey. I don't need that cold. That's the thing I will say. Toronto, I remember going to Toronto. I have family there. They have, like, underground malls. They have like underground yeah. tunnels. Because yeah. they're like, yes, it is freezing. If you want to do anything, you need to be underground. I'm like, I'm not living like a mole person half the year. I think the one time I was in Toronto, it was like a record heat wave and it was like 80, 82. <laughs> like I was like, you guys. We, but they were like, we don't have AC. Like it was, oh. but a lot of times things that are quote unquote set in New York are filmed in Toronto because yes, it looks like It's got a good city vibe. Yeah, yeah, it's got a nice city vibe to it. But I'll tell you at this point, this is when I start to get very, I don't know about Marcel, and perhaps this is the Christmas curmudgeon in me. I said, Loretta's a wealthy local icon. He better not try to get himself written into that will. Because Marcel yeah. has come out of nowhere, and he's been laying yeah. it on real thick. And I said, don't you come for Loretta's money. What I did like, though, is that when he said he was buying all the pralines, he was bringing them to shelters to give out. All right. And, and if anything, Naomi goes, I trust that even less. All right. Because we don't know that. We don't, we don't know. know. He, just it. he said it's a look good. Yeah. He said it's a look good. I want to see him at the shelter. Okay. <laughs> he presents a picture. Here I am at the shelter. It's like, okay, well, please don't be taking pictures of people that don't want to be photographed. Okay, so the party's at the shop. There's a band. You know the past apps are incredible. Oh, my God. And, and Jordan is really sad because she's like, everyone's here, but I wish my mom was here. And this mm-hmm. is like really tugging at the heartstrings. Like, oh, yeah. I just can't imagine being a parent, having to be away from your child, no matter what the circumstances are, especially for the holidays. Like, oh, it just, I mean, this is why Soldiers Coming Home videos are the number one thing on YouTube. Like, it's intense. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Christopher, Anthony's brother, he's like looking for Charlene. She's supposed to like be here soon. She's not answering her phone. So now it is like extra, a little nerve wracking. Sidebar, the band does start playing Donny Hathaway's This Christmas, also known as The Black Christmas Carol. So this is how you know this movie was written and directed by a black woman. When I hear This Christmas, I know it's popping off. This has been the hardest thing about the last few years of the pandemic, not going home for Christmas and being here. Like, I think think being in LA is part of my holiday curmudgeonness because I I don't feel the holiday anywhere. Mm -hmm. And like, I like my winter wonderland. I want a white Christmas. If I can get a white Thanksgiving, even better. You know what I mean? Like, I want my snow coming in. New York is great at Christmas. It's really magical. Yeah. It's just so pretty. And so I'm like, I think that's why I'm less. And then, you know, my lover, my chosen, my chosen lover, Andrew, you know, he doesn't really want Christmas accoutrement. He doesn't want Christmas accoutrement. Wow. And it's never really been a problem until the last few years. Because I was always, you know what I mean? Like, I always get my hit. He would be a great... Christmas character in a Lifetime movie. <laughs> what? A curmudgeonly Jewish man? 
Yes. He's like, get all these colors away from here. Yes. Even though, even though I'm like, I'm like, can I decorate a tree with blue and silver? And he's like, no, it's still a tree. Stop trying to trick me. We are living in opposite houses right now. Like, <laughs> I am in Santa's workshop. <laughs> and you are in Hanukkah. Yeah. Okay, so Loretta has a present for Grace. And it is a embroidered scarf. Very, very pretty. Very touching. And it's like, they, this family has really bought into Grace. Grace Hill. Yeah. And yeah, Grace yeah, is yeah. like, I didn't bring a gift. That's crazy to me. And I never know what to get people. I'm constantly sending Megan messages being like, what should I buy for X, Y, and Z? But I know, because I, I know you're supposed to get things. You can't show up to Miss Loretta's Christmas party without a present. No, you're in, you're her employee. So at a, and by employee, I mean, she's probably paying you a bunch of money. So it's yeah. like, if our agents didn't give us a present, which they don't, they need to. Like, <laughs> she should have re-gifted a bottle of wine. Mary. Yeah. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. Okay. So we realize that Anthony has forgotten to pick up Jordan's mom, Charlene. And I'm like, Charlene has been deployed overseas and is surprising their daughter. How do you forget to pick her up? But I still don't understand why Christopher's not the one doing it. I know. He wants I a know. big surprise for daughter Jordan, but I'm like, then leave Jordan with uncle, grandma, uh, great grandma, everybody else. And then you, like, I was like, I don't get why you would put that on somebody else. Yeah. My, if my husband didn't meet me at the airport, and my husband was not at baggage claim. Yeah, 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 yeah. With, with a dozen roses and Hello. a sign. Hello. And, like, screaming and being like, that's my wife. We need to go viral. It should be yeah. a viral moment. Not that we want, like, not that I'm saying have his phone out, but he should be pulling out all the stops. Yeah. That people take out their phones. And she's in camo. Okay, like, she's traveling as a soldier. Of course. So luckily, they do deploy the technology at our services in 2022. She took a car. Like, she got to the airport. No one's there. It's like, she's like, I have been deployed overseas and no one came to pick me up. I cannot. But she's like so understanding, so lovely. And it's like, is Christmas thing slip your mind? I'm like, this is. Uh. But then Anthony's like, basically, he's like, oh, I've been so busy with Grace, basically. But it's like, you know, he's all been caught up in love. You know, and Charlie's like, love will do that to you. You know, like, so very chill. And Anthony says, you know, again, if you have your Christmas Lifetime movie bingo, he does say family is the most important thing. That mm -hmm. sentence really should be on the bingo. You know, he has to contractually say that because yeah. it is a Christmas film. And Grace overhears it and she takes it as a slight towards her. I guess. But that's the thing I didn't get. Yeah, she like seems sad when she hears it. And I didn't understand why. So they're about to take the family photo and she says she's not going to be in the family photo. And then she tells him about the offer in Toronto and that she's going to go. And I was like, what? I, like, I just didn't understand this sequence. It felt like this is where I got a little confused because I'm like, it's like, you. I know mechanically things have to fall apart. Right. But in the world of the story, it ain't making sense that this is what makes her feel like she got to go. And Anthony thinks she should be in the family photo. And I said, honey, you've, you've been... You kissed once. No. You got to pull back. Okay? This is like people trying to invite their random-ass boyfriend to my wedding. I don't know him. You don't know him. And I ain't looking back at pictures of some dudes you hooked up with for three months. No. So he, she should definitely not be in the family photo. At most, she could be in the family photo on the very, very end. And if they need to clip her out, they can. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't have a new person in the middle. I mean, those sequins are going to stand out. Yes. She can't have her arm around anyone. She can be standing arms down to the side just so she can be cut out if she needs to be. Yeah. But there is part of me that does kind of understand why she's like, I got to go to Toronto and take this job. She's a business gal. She loves to move around. It's been a week. 
Like, it's a lot to go, I'm going to throw away this job opportunity so I can stay here after something that's been going on for a week. She needs more from Anthony. Right. He's not, he, yeah, because he is still a little reserved, but he does have feelings for her and she has feelings for him and she's had feelings for him for years. That's the thing I'm not feeling. And it's like, you do want family and community and this whole ass family, they have made you monogrammed ensembles. They are trying to put you into family photo. Stay with your family. So they go their separate ways, and they're both sad. Anthony is still working on these pralines because he can't be working on Grace anymore. And Grandma Loretta comes in and gives him the hard advice he needs. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all, I said she said something that could only be said in a Christmas movie. You know exactly what you're missing, don't you? Pralines aren't a metaphor, Grandma. Baby, let me say something to you. Pralines are everything. You miss her, don't you? Yeah. And you want her back, right? You know, maybe it's better this way. Maybe I'm supposed to buckle down and get back to work and get back to my life like it was before her. Is that what you really want? (laughs) Mmm. This looks pretty good. Mm, but you're right. It's wrong, wrong, wrong. Not bad, just wrong. Ooh, and that's what happens when your recipe isn't in balance. How much sugar's in there? A lot. Mm. Pralines are all about sugar. Exactly. And your life is all about work. But it isn't satisfying, is it? It's not even fun. Honey, I said, she sound like a black Dumbledore, and I need to write this children's movie. <laughs> But Patty LaBelle as a black Dumbledore wow. telling us pralines are everything. I, w- I wish Dumbledore <laughs> was black. I really do. I mean, he could have been, should have been. He should have been. Should have been. He should have been. I mean, you talk about wise, okay? A black man who's made it to an old age, he knows some things, okay? He's seen, he's seen it all. He's defying the odds. So it's like, oh my you God. are magic, black Dumbledore. And so Anthony says Grace isn't returning his calls and Grandma says he needs to try harder. And I said, Ain't this a word? Okay, to all men, try harder. She ain't returning your calls. I'm thinking at this point, the way he, the way he's talking, I'm thinking she in Toronto. You no. know what I mean? No, she ain't. She just getting ready. She getting ready to go. Okay, she's still packing up. And while Grace is packing, Alexis is like, "Come outside." Like, well, first of all, Alexis is like, "You don't have to leave tonight. You can at least like, <laughs> stay another night." Like, like right. Grace is really like out here trying to get a red eye from New Orleans to Toronto. Starting till the New York. The job's probably not starting until January 4th, 5th. Thank you. Thank you. Like, they're going to have you start that week in between Christmas and New Year. What building is being built? The Olympic Stadium? Take a beat. (laughs) She's being so dramatic. And so she's back, and then Alexis is like, come outside. You know, I want to show you something. And outside is Anthony. He has decorated a streetcar and filled it with his entire family. They are all in the streetcar. Waving at Grace. Okay, these people are obsessed with her. At this point, I'm wondering, is it a cult? Why do you need her in the family so bad? Right. And then, and he's standing outside, and then he says something that is sweeter than a praline. Listen to this. Grace Hill, I need you to know that you belong right here in New Orleans with me. Uh, Anthony. My grandma, she, she has a saying. She says, family is who you choose. I'm standing here and I'm choosing you. Oh my God. You know Grace can't say no to that. No. And what I thought was, meanwhile, you know white bestie Alexis, she's at her house in the window looking out, watching the whole thing. Staring at Loretta. Staring at her. She's obsessed with Loretta. She's obsessed with Loretta. (laughs) 
And, you know, Grace gets on the streetcar and she is not invited on the Black Family Fun streetcar. Yes, they leave Alexis. <laughs> they leave. Alexis is just like so excited. You know she wouldn't be on that streetcar. Of and course. Said, no, I'd no, be texting. Can't. I'd be texting. I'd go, <laughs> Naomi, put me in the put me in the emergency exit. Open the say, door. Say I'll I'm run. your family. Say I'm your I'll, family and you need yeah. me. Say you're emergency support human. Because Miss Loretta waves at Alexis like, this white girl is too much. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She's like, leave me alone. And then Anthony hands Grace a new batch of pralines he made. And they are good, y'all. They are grandma good. Because you know what the secret ingredient was? Salt. (laughs) (laughs) I loved that, though. Like, because even she's like, you know what my secret ingredient is? And Anthony goes, what, love? And she goes, salt. And I said, (laughs) yes, that was a twist. That was a fun little twist. That was a fun little twist. Uh, I really wanted Patty to sing. And I know that's selfish. Sure. Because it's like, that probably the cost goes up. And she goes, I'm here acting. Isn't that enough? And it is. But I just see Patty and I go, I want you to sing. Also, so they're a weekend. She's thrown away her career. She's staying in New Orleans. I always, I wish that like the cut too. Uh, would be like <laughs> like six mo- months later, three months yes. later. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Even two weeks, maybe. And it's the first fight that these Christmas movie couples are having. That's about like, oh, wait, that's not how I load the dishwasher because <laughs> they it's all just like so sweet, so sweet. Nothing. No, right. No, no reality. They're not yes. in the reality of life. Yeah. It's just Christmas week. Only outside factors are their enemy. It, the two of them innocent. To yeah. anything. Right. And then I'm like, do they all last? Right. Do they right. all make it work? Do they all live through the pandemic locked in a house together? <laughs> well, especially because it's not just it's it's the same thing like when you meet somebody on a vacation. The two mm. weeks between Christmas and New Year's are vacation. None of us have our real world responsibilities, you know, for the most part, unless you work in retail and heaven help you, you're in the darkest place of your life. Yeah. If you're managing a target and you can make it through those two weeks, then you're meant to be. Exactly. But it's like if you're not in food service or retail, you get you kind of chilling. And so it's like, you don't know, you don't know this life, right? Like we're just hanging out. Every day's a party. Every meal's a prowling. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, let's go to grandma's for gumbo. It's like she ain't making gumbo every day. <laughs> so it's it's a very fun time to fall in love. But look, I said it. This one was cute. This one was cute. I was like into it. And I bet part of the cuteness is the fact that our leads were played by a real life couple. Yeah. Come on. And they're a gorgeous couple. Like I I kept it together. It's also nice in a holiday film when the guy is such a hunk. Mm-hmm. I know he's not going to turn out to be a killer. So I really allow myself to go, he's hot. And I know yeah. he's not lying to me. He's just right. over here making bad dessert. And I can handle that. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, whew, there's nothing I'm ready for more than talking to Grace and Anthony themselves, Keisha and Brad. Grace and Anthony, the lovers themselves, Keisha and Brad have joined us on the pod. Thank you guys so much for talking to us today. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah. Glad to be here. Now, y'all are so cute. And it's so fun to watch something where you ship some characters and then in real life they are together so it works out so well now y'all met on the set of the movie pride and prejudice atlanta is new orleans noel the first time you've worked together since that movie we we work together every time i'm driving what does that mean <laughs> it means she's a backseat driver i think <laughs> better driver is what it is okay great 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 why don't we even get on the subject um <laughs> Together. We, we, oh, we, we work together quite a bit, yeah. you know, in a lot of different capacities. Mm-hmm. So, but as far as being on screen, love interest, was this our first? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, so 
obviously came very natural to you. Naomi and I both love New Orleans and it felt so nice to have like a, a, a real city to be touched down in for this Christmas movie. The sites were beautiful. Did you film on location? Yes, we filmed on location. We filmed between New Orleans and Natchez, Mississippi. So okay. um, they have very similar architecture. They actually call it kind of like little New Orleans, but it's a lot less hectic. So it's easier to get film crews moving and in and out. Yeah, for some of the, yeah. the, the more condensed scenes, um, we can yeah. shoot those elsewhere, but you know, the authenticity was important um, for a lot of us around there. So, yeah. So we had mm-hmm. to do the big sweeping New Orleans shots with Grace spinning. And- <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, it's funny, funny shooting those because, like, we're spinning in the square and tourists are literally like, <laughs> we're like, wait, no, you have to keep walking. Keep walking. <laughs> now, y'all shoot these Christmas movies usually, right? Like, in the spring, in the summer. But you're in full winter garb. I need to know how everyone stays matte. How are you not shining and sweating the entire time? We actually shot this one in the winter. Oh. We it, um, right after Thanksgiving between Christmas. I think we wrapped on like okay. 23rd of December. Oh, wow. Right, right up until Christmas. Okay. okay, wonderful. So it was already the season. You weren't having to like manufacture, oh, hot cocoa in June. I have, had to, I have shot in the yes. middle of summer. In a coat, yeah, and it's 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 interesting. But I've had both. I've shot also in Canada in like the coldest day that they've had in years, and that's no fun either. The next Christmas movie we're doing together, we're gonna find a nice tropical location. Yeah, we need to. Do- oh yes, like a Maui or maybe like a Bahamas. That's fun. Yes, a very yeah. Bali Christmas. <laughs> a very Bali Christmas. I love when there's like a surfing Santa. I love Santas that are doing tropical like cosplay. I think find that to be so fun. Now, you guys, you're no strangers to Christmas movies, okay? I peeped the IMDb. Y'all love y'all some Christmas. Now, what is it about Christmas movies that you like doing? And also, what do you think it is that resonates with viewers so much? That, you know, people are coming. I mean, we're we're devouring it, of course, for our podcast. But, you know, millions of people just like tuck in with these movies for like a month straight. <laughs> Why do you think that is? They are so universal. And the themes are family and love and relationship and finding yourself. It's stuff that everyone can relate to and literally like, the youngest of the youngest member of the family member and your mm-hmm. elder of the family member can sit down and watch and all enjoy. And this time of year is just about family and festivity and fun. Um, so at least that's what it is for me. They're very soothing. And the family in this instance is icon, legend, Miss Patty LaBelle. Can you give us any little... Patty LaBelle isms that were happening <laughs> on set. Any little tidbits, please. No, adore Mama. She's a whole vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a whole vibe. Um, she's just she's great. To, go ahead. Yeah, no, she's so warm. Yeah, she's just you know when she when she walks in, she feels very authentic. Um, always, she's always Patty, no matter what scene she walks into, and um, that light goes with her. You can't go yeah. anywhere down the streets of any town with Patty LaBelle. Without <laughs> expect to hear some Patty songs. Wow. Now, Brad, you know, Anthony is uptight. All right? Anthony is uptight. He means well. He has love in his heart, but he's a very uptight man. Now, would you say you are like Anthony anyway? Because I did read you were a Marine. 
which doesn't mean uptight, but it certainly does mean you could be regimented, right? Like you and have like that structure, right? Yeah. Tell me, where does it end? Where does Anthony end? Brad begin. That's a that's a kind of a complex question because I mean he has his uptight moments, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I do too, and there's definitely um, parts of every character that you can identify with and flow with a little easier. Um, but I I found those interesting. I think out of out of the two of us, someone else is probably the most I am not. uptight. I- either one of us are uptight Mm -hmm. i'm more like when it comes to like organization like Mm -hmm. i'm one of those people who have a little touch of ocd who like things in its place Mm -hmm. but it's not in an uptight way like i'm probably more free-flowing and eclectic than this one but i just want like can you just put the forks with the forks and the knives Mm -hmm. and and i think grace has that too i i mean I'm not an architect, but I think the steeple's supposed to go where it's supposed to go. It can't go with the spoons. <laughs> now, your characters, it's not necessarily love at first sight because you had known each other and had crushes on each other in college. Can you give us a little taste of your own love story? Yeah, hon. Can you give us a little taste? Yeah, because I'm not letting him tell it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny because like our paths had crossed mm-hmm. several times. You know, both having lived in Atlanta for many, many years, um, but we had never connected, if that makes sense. So um, we were working on another Lifetime movie. If you want to get right to it, you know, I was working and she started giving me the eyes. He was (gasps) working with cream donuts, hot donuts. You know when the hot sign's on? Yeah. Yes, to the set. So, wow. And then, yeah, we need to get together. He took his phone, my phone, he put his email, his phone number. And then he took a picture. No. Of himself for my phone. Email and phone number? His birthday in the contact. (gasps) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Okay. It worked. I just had to put it all in there because I didn't want to get confused with any other brats that might have yeah. been. I needed to segregate and separate myself from that stuff. And you were right because she did need all of that info because now you are married. You know, so you did, you called your shot kind of. It works. She's, she's it got works. all my info now. <laughs> now, do you know what you're getting each other for Christmas? And in general, do you go the surprise route? You guys seem like it would be very romantical, okay? Like the really like, you're like, I'm surprising you on this special day. I personally like to just give my husband a list, you know? (laughs) I love Christmas. I love birthdays. I love holidays. I love any opportunity or reason to celebrate with food, family, and gifts. I'm Mm. all about it. Okay, yes. Yeah. I'm actually in Canada right now working. We're going to be working Again, pretty much up until the holiday. So, um, I don't know, but I love gifts. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I forget his birthday if I didn't remind him. Like, he's so, we're so polar opposites in that kind of thing. But, um, you know, my, my, my time in the Marines, I, I noticed that when a lot of holidays would come around, and this is another reason I, you know, love, love the holidays, the holiday stories um, that we get to tell. But when I was in, I didn't have a whole lot of holidays at home. You know, I was constantly gone away. So I think my expectations mm-hmm. for what happens during those times kind of went down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get to I get to relive it a thousand times over by doing these stories. I would say that's very similar to the film because when Charlene did not get picked up from the airport, <laughs> I was like, I would be throwing a fit right now. And she was like, it's fine. Things happen. And I'm like. I guess that's just she's so happy to be home. Like that theme is also in in the movie. I was like, I get this guy. 
Oh, my God. Keisha, Brad, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Thank you for New Orleans Noel. We had such a good time watching it. It is such a fun, heartwarming movie. And I'm a curmudgeon. So I was literally like, okay, this movie got me. It got me. Because I just be curmudgeonly. So thank you so, so much. Thank Thank you. you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay, they're the best. They're stunning. I can't take it. Keisha made me want to change my whole face and my whole life. No, okay. she, no, wants, she like, loves in. you the way you are. Next week, we're upping the holiday stakes with the Lifetime Movie Network thriller. Whew. It's beginning to look a lot like murder. <gasps> Diana Hart learns she inherited an old house from her beloved Aunt Tippy and goes back to her hometown to settle the estate. Matt, the estate attorney, and her former flame tries to rekindle their romance, but Diana believes that Aunt Tippy's death was not accidental and suspects everyone. Well, that's a lot of people. Will Diana survive Christmas? This movie kicks off the Sleigh Bell stunt, premiering December 2nd at 8 p.m. only on the Lifetime Movie Network. You guys, I hope you have enjoyed this episode, that you are feeling the seasonal vibes, and that perhaps you take a trip to New Orleans. With us! <laughs> you know, we'll do like a, a I Love a Lifetime movie pilgrimage. Okay, pilgrimage, yes. Okay, the cost will be $5,000 per person, yes. but we will be staying in a day's inn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys will be. Naomi and I will be at the Ritz. But we will come and we'll do like that little uh, concierge. We'll bring you a little snack, some cheeses. <laughs> Oh, you guys, thanks so much for listening. We will see you next week. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. And wait, there's more. Check out the new Bomb Lifetime podcast, Crime of a Lifetime, where two amazing hosts take you beyond the headlines of a crime and they get into the nitty gritty twists and turns of the story. Mm, That's my jam. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. This episode is produced by Aisha Jordan and Elizabeth Scadden. With sound editing and mixing by The Podglomerate. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. You should know that by now if you've gotten to this point. You should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. <laughs> 